Marketing has always focused on identifying user interests and experiences as the first step to reach them with products or services to satisfy their needs. And artificial intelligence has already become an ally for marketers. It helps them to analyze huge amounts of data about customer behavior, preferences, and trends. I, I do believe that this is the tool that's gonna enable uh, some of the, the big promises that both we as a, as a company uh, operating within technology and creativity, but also uh, what brands has been promising at their, their customers for years in terms of personalization, in terms of creating more relevancy. AI is gonna be the enabler. With AI tools in hand, relevant content, recommendations, and offers to each customer are possible. Now there is no excuse. There is all the data. You, you, you can gather it no matter which industry you are, and you can use it in the right way, uh, questioning uh, the right motives and, and the, the final goal that you want to achieve. But right now it's easier than ever, let's say, and it will become easier. Uh, and with the right guidelines, this could be like the next big uh, bet on, on the digital transformation of companies. Artificial intelligence isn't just a buzzword anymore. It's the foundation of the next era of business reinvention. AI is already doing some mind-blowing stuff, like writing interview questions for podcasts and jazzing up audio recordings. It can even mimic my voice. Mi voz. Mia voz. Meine Stimme. Ma voix. And that catchy jingle you hear, AI composed it, believe it or not. That's why at Globant, we are going all in on AI, reaching new dimensions to influence every area, industry, and business for the better. Welcome to Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast about the trends that are reshaping the technology landscape and how we respond to them. My name is Rebecca Reed, and I'm a digital marketing strategist at Globant. Over the next six episodes, we'll be talking with Globers about how AI is changing the game for companies across all industries. Let's dive into season three of Unscripted Tech. The possibilities AI brings to the marketing table are yet being discovered, but it's already clear that it's revolutionizing the way to understand customers' needs, habits, and preferences. I think that it's it's going to be it's going to depend on say what brands decide to do with this technology, but also how um, we as as consultants and people who have an opinion or share opinions or maybe just show the way to brands how to integrate this, we can lead that in a positive way. Dulce Contreras leads business development for Globant Create Latam. This is not a matter of if, this is a matter of how it's being used. Setting the uh, the, uh, the North Star, um, the, the coordinates in terms of which direction do we want to go. And then of course, making sure here that, that we are catering for the massive change in customer behavior that is happening right now, as this is obviously an opportunity for some brands, but it's also a threat to other brands that do not maybe quite understand or a little bit slower to adopt uh, AI in uh, in creating that what we will call entangled relationship between the uh, the brand and its customers. Sebastian Jesperson is the head of Globant Create US. Today, both of them are going to discuss the revolution AI has brought to marketing and the challenges of adopting it sooner than later. Yes, you've been targeted to listen to this episode. 
To kick us off, uh, how has AI technology transformed the marketing industry in recent years? And what are some specific examples of its impact on customer engagement, campaign optimization, and data analysis? I believe that, well, as we've seen, AI in marketing has been a while present in, in different forms. Obviously, social media is one of the leading aspects that we've been seeing on an everyday basis. And I think that especially here, there are being like quite interesting advancements in terms of how we're integrating AI in terms of um, creating more or increasing more uh, specifically customer engagement. Uh, recently, for example, we see ChatGPT integrating, for example, different features that help us to create not only text, but also to do deeper analyses. We also see Facebook, for example, now uh, about to launch an AI assistant that will uh, leverage all uh, the data in, in different platforms like WhatsApp, Instagram, and all the, the ecosystem that Facebook has, and that will allow to have, for example, conversations uh, with Facebook to generate different uh, ideas, content in terms of marketing for us, at least for us to do always on content, creative campaigns, and that we think of how to integrate this in our day-to-day -day basis. This is important as we will be able to use all this information to do shortcuts, to edit images on Instagram, to have a different kind of interactions with WhatsApp that in Latin America at least is widely used, uh, but also of course in uh, Messenger from Facebook and how that will impact or how will it is impacting not only the way we manage content and campaigns, but also the way we interact as users with these platforms is definitely oriented to create or, or increase customer engagement. Well, I very much agree. I would like to take a, a big step backwards and, and say that, that I believe that, that AI, and that's just for the audience here, create a definition of AI and, and say that that's um, artificial intelligence that combines computer science um, and robust data sets to enable problem solving. So if, if that's the definition, I believe that that, that has actually take, has been present in marketing for, for some time. What's different is that, that a year ago, uh, ChatGPT launched, and I think that was a sort of a, a major breakthrough a lot of the um, the promises that marketing has been putting out there um, has been based on AI, but that was simply not a, a language language model, or it was not widely available. And that I think is is what has changed so significantly in, with the launch of of ChatGPT. That is that something that is meaningful to use is now also widely available. So what I what, what I think here is that. To me, AI, it's a bit like discussing, are you actually using the internet in marketing? Of course we are. And AI is, is present or should be present in all aspects of marketing. In terms of good use cases, I very much agree uh, what, was, uh, what was said here in terms of, uh, yes, social media, our ability to, to crunch large data sets, find patterns, use that in order to personalized messaging, uh, etc. That is all happening now. 
the promise of that has been there within marketing for uh, for, for years, but we are starting to see it uh, it happening now. I think very much what what is needed here is is less a discussion about that we can create more banners, uh, that we can do more personalization, and more about what is it that an AI really enables us to do within marketing. McKinsey launched a, a study uh, a couple of months back where they concluded that, that marketing, the, uh, the function or the area that's going to impact, be impacted the most by AI. So what we will see and what we have seen is obviously very significant changes. And and to me, as a, an individual that, that operates within this space, within marketing, I think that this is a, a wonderful opportunity to enable and to make some of the promises come true that we have all been talking about for years. Can you tell us what those promises are? Making marketing more relevant, making marketing more personalized, and making marketing actually a, to become a tool that enables uh, the users to do something that they couldn't do without. In order for that to happen, of course, we need to use AI in the right fashion. For some brands, um, AI is a wonderful opportunity to create a more entangling uh, relationship um, <clears throat> that the user would find meaningful. But for other brands, and that's the that's the danger here in terms of AI, uh, we have also weaponized marketing to intrude more, to manipulate more, and just to be more annoying. So, so what's needed here is obviously, I think, a, a greater discussion about AI and how it's being used in order to create better and more meaningful relationships in between the brand and the users. Below that, of course, we can we, we can all agree that this is a, a fantastic tool that, that will create lots of efficiencies in terms of banners, localization, etc. But without you having the other and much bigger discussion, what is it that we would like AI to do, to enable us to do? AI is going to obviously move and charge ahead in a direction. And we should all remember that right now, consumers do not trust brands. They trust brands as much as they trust politicians, and that's not very high. And a lot of consumers are tired of being intruded and being hunted down by uh, various messaging and advertising. And with now with the AI, that of course will be a lot more predominant. We can do more of what we're doing already. So what I would love to do is to take that step back and discuss what is it that we should do, use AI to, to do, to enable us to do rather than be just being carried away saying that we can create uh, instead of 10,000 banners, we can create 10 million banners. Because I don't think actually that that, that is of value to uh, the, the consumer and then ultimately to, to the brand. Yeah, I, I do believe that you have a very good point there. I think that there are, it's going to be it's going to depend on as you as you say what brands decide to do with this technology, but also how we as consultants and people who have an opinion or share opinions or maybe just show the way to brands how to integrate this, we can lead that 
in a positive way, not only, as you say, in terms of business or conversion rates, but also, for example, I do believe that AI has a way to build on that trust that, that you've said that it's uh, it's clear that not we don't all trust in, in what we are being sold in messages or in products or services. But I, I do think that there are different tools that can build on communication with brands that right now is being limited because most of the time it's uh, limited resources. So how close we feel to a brand when we have an issue, maybe a product didn't work as we thought it would do, or maybe just bought a license to a technology that we might not be getting out the most of it. So I think right now there are points that break the trust when we can't reach someone that help us to use it better or get what we have thought we could uh, by doing that purchase or I don't know, like integrate into that community that it's something that also brands tend to create. For example, how we can improve customer attention, you know, all, all, all the channels that we can open now that of course, cannot be all human based, but through AI and through getting better around how we analyze, for example, users' feedback about our services or our products and how we build content and how we build all these, you know, like consultants or assistants that you can reach and that you can have a better or more human-like response with obviously with voice AI uh, you can make someone to talk to you in a more uh, smoothing way personalized way we have inflection uh, pi that can help us to to connect in a more uh, gentle way with people because in the end that's who we are and we are consumers, but also we are professionals that need another kind of response. So I, I do think that AI can give a new exit through that and can add information and content and links that can at the same time build trust uh, or build upon trust that in the end should be based on values and 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 like compromises that brand need to do in in, in today's ecosystem that it's far not the one that we had 10 years ago, uh, where compromises have to be real, where uh, standpoint values have to be consistent and uh, through all the interactions that one can have with the brand. So I do understand that there is a risk right now, but I think it depends on how we use AI to add in the right points, as you say. So I, I, I do believe that there are a lot of benefits as well as professionals and how we can, for example, add different conversations uh, with ChatGPT or any other AI uh, or LLM that can also help us to have different ideas and have to solve problems in another way. So, but yeah, I, I do think that there are great concerns in terms of how each company is guiding people and how we are as a, individuals also uh, confronting AI based on our values, on our ethical uh, north. So so I do think that that's a very interesting topic. I, I think that it's also in interesting if, if we could talk a little bit about how we've been integrating this in, in projects. But I don't know, how do you see, Sebastian, how we can also push this in the right direction? Well, I... I, I... So, so I, I very much agree with the, in, in terms of what you're saying that ultimately AI should make it easier to be a customer 
And if, if that is the case, of course, AI has done something that is meaningful for both the company, probably in terms of cost savings, but also in terms of creating value for, for that customer. So I am involved in a lot, lots of discussions with brands right now in terms of that I do believe that, that right now what's more critical than ever is that the brand DNA is being extremely well-defined. And that DNA, uh, those different attributes are the ones that's going to guide uh, the AI to what to do. Uh, otherwise, if you just put it in a uh, in a certain direction, AI is just going to enable that direction with more power, with, with more rocket fuel than ever before. So setting the coordinates of who we are as a brand, uh, that is more important than ever. And then a, a, a AI can certainly enable that to do more than we have ever been able to do uh, before. So very much agree that, that this is about that AI should make it easier to be a customer. Uh, should have a more meaningful relationship uh, with the brand. I should be able to be recognized. I should be able to be guided and, and find the information that I need much faster and much easier than uh, than before. What it all comes back to is, of course, that we are able to um, to counsel and to uh, to support the uh, the brands in terms of making sure here that if you're plotting in the coordinates for in which direction AI should be running uh, and then uh, let it go. I'd like to, to, to discuss or at least uh, use an example of how we have been using AI, not so much because it's so obvious in terms of the new cases of, uh, of banners, creating content, uh, etc. But what is a sort of a, a really big idea? And what, what we did was for a, um, a wind turbine company um, that uh, called Vestas, and uh, and Vestas obviously is uh, is very much it, it's a pure play. They produce wind turbines, and uh, has been in the market for um, for some time. And um, uh, every year, uh, the UN uh, are publishing the child mortality data, and it's basically a, a data set that that lists where is it that uh, the children are uh, are dying with the highest rate uh, before they they, uh, they turn two. Of the horrible data, and what we did was then we look at that data and said, oh, of course, we need to do whatever we can, if we can do something about that in order to help uh, these different places on the planet. So what we asked um, the computer science people at, uh, at Vestas to do, they have extremely powerful computers in order to calculate the weather, not tomorrow, not next week, but actually how would the, the wind patterns be over the next couple of years, and you use that data in order to predict and establish the um, the wind turbine parks. But we asked them to cross these two data sets. Where is it that you have the most optimal conditions for wind, and and cross that with the data sets coming from the UN? And they used AI, and was what came out of that was just mesmerizing, because in seven out of ten of these places that have absolutely no access to uh, energy. And they need energy in order to pump up uh, water, so they have no access to water. But they also use uh, the need energy in order to keep vaccines and on a, at a certain temperature. And that is, of course, the two main factors of uh, of why you have chi- high uh, child mortality. But what came out was that in seven out of ten places of where you have uh, the highest child mortality rate has the most optimal conditions for clean energy. And we we're just looking at, at these two data sets, and that was enabled by AI. And what we did, uh, or what Vestas then did, was that they went out uh, to all of their, their customers that have had turbines running for, for years using technology that is uh, slightly outdated, but also using technology that can be easily repaired. 
And they created a program in terms of refurbishing, buying these wind turbine backs, uh, setting up new technology that is more efficient, and then refurbishing these turbines and then started to install them in these different areas of the, of the planet that has no access to electricity. Now, suddenly, they now have access to clean energy that is not killing them, and that enabled them to have water pumps running so that they could actually go to school, the kids could go to school, rather than spending hours bringing in water from, from wells uh, hours away. And they also have uh, the ability to have uh, vaccines cooled uh, at the various nurses' houses. But I think that is a beautiful example of how AI enables us to do something that we were not thinking of and we could not do without. In order to create, let's call it a, a better planet, in order to serve people better, but also in order to, let's call it, it enable something like child mortality, that is a horror, horrible thing um, to, for them to live a, um, a decent life. So I think that if we, if we start off by, by simply saying that an AI can enable us to do things like that, then we can always discuss that, then we can also create uh, banners and we can do social media and we can do content. But to me, we need like a North Star like this in order to be really excited about what it what AI enables us to do. Yeah, I do think that's a, a great example of, of how to link all these capabilities that we have in hand, being very trained in, 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 in the technology behind the, these kind of solutions, but also while just thinking about how to apply this technology in, in concrete cases, as you said, establishing a clear KPI or goal that it's led by these, these North Star and these, yeah, like values that we've been talking about. I think that this is a great example of how to do that and how to also reframe products or services based on real user information and real users' pains that, that I they have that potential of changing completely what companies do to have the right impact in, in communities and also in, in the industry. I, I feel also very interested in how different AIs have been surging that are specialized in different topics. For example, how uh, we've seen uh, like AIs focused on healthcare and how people who work in that in those areas can now get, go deeper in knowledge and in terms of, of specific and specialized topics that they might not be all the time connected with the you know, with professional, the community or top level community that speaks about these kind of cases and how they can make a difference or that they can improve skills or, or the impact that a healthcare professional is having in their environment or in their own company. So I do think that it's very interesting also to, to be able to closer to that. And obviously that extends to different other professions or different specialties that can help to develop knowledge and conscious around uh, how we can build the area or, or, or evolve the area that we work into for the better. So uh, I think this is a, a really a great case how uh, as consultants, we can have an impact in brands and in their own users. I find that really interesting. No, I very much agree. And, and, and earlier this year, we, uh, we held GE Healthcare 
I launched that, that, that brand that got separated out from GE um, and is now a standalone company. And we were tasked in order to, to help formulize the, uh, the brand and also help position uh, GE Healthcare as a standalone company. And, and, and very much to, to what you're saying here is that that's probably not a, uh, a sector on industry right now that is under more pressure than, uh, that, than the healthcare industry. Uh, after coming out of COVID, we have um, uh, some, uh, some individuals here that are very, very exhausted, very tired, uh, they're worn out, etc. And what we did was actually that we commissioned the, uh, the world's largest uh, study that has ever been conducted uh, among clinicians and nurses about not is not what they what they need but what are the solutions five ten years uh, from now and uh, we took all of that data and which was a huge data set and then we uh, used AI in order to find uh, patterns and identify the various uh, barriers that uh, exist in the healthcare industry before they would be receptive in terms of new technology, et cetera. So out of that came a, um, a white paper that has now identified six barriers that the industry, the, the clinicians and the doctors, they are saying are the true barriers in order to help to, to get to a better healthcare industry. And, and that is all enabled by, um, by AI. And these informations are now being filtered in to new product development for GE Healthcare in order to uh, address these these various barriers. And that is, of course, access to information, uh, empowerment of uh, the nurses and clinicians, so they can do more of what they really love to do, and that is to be with the patient, taking care of the patient, rather than sitting in systems, uh, digging for uh, info information, trying to understand all kinds of the data sets that, that needs to be combined. So this report is really creating sort of a, um, a foundation for a GE Healthcare as a company to develop product that's going to hopefully empower the people that we all are very, very much dependent of to do more in terms of taking care of, uh, of us when we need to need them the most. I, I do think that, that that is also a good example because I, I also believe that companies like GE Healthcare face uh, challenges on how to get to those new paradigm changes for, for with the impact that they have with all the, all that they develop for the industry and and I feel that also there is a big challenge for them to take that to to the full globe you know like uh, you working with with G healthcare globally and how that uh, goes to different markets and how we turn that in, into a reality for different parts of the world is also something that can be done through AI as long as we integrate all that available data and we build, we bring diversity and uh, attention to different necessities in the world uh, that they can adapt to edge products uh, to make these advancements in, in healthcare. So I do think that that is also something very important for, for clients like, like that. I think that it will also be great if we can talk a little bit about how can actual companies apply this to their working model. I do th believe that brands and, and, and companies should be first, as you said, very clear on on what they want to do with AI, but I do think that companies should open these tools to all the professionals that struggle day to day to bring, uh, yeah, of course, results, but also to make a better company. So I do think that there is some, you know, like guidance that we that 
every professional needs, uh, but also uh, the, the liberty to experiment and to build, for example, use cases of how can we actually bring AI in a positive way into the, the things that we do on an everyday basis, but also and how the company is responding to the needs of, of users or consumers. So I think that's something important in terms of uh, being able to experiment. But I, I do believe that companies should also encourage to hire people that is being curious about how to integrate this on their job uh, every day, but also in a big picture perspective that, that I do believe that obviously AI gives you the tools and the projection of thinking with of big results, you know, of big scale impact that we can have mostly small steps, but coordinated steps and coordinated strategies that can actually push uh, companies forward. Very much so. And, and, and one of the, the areas that is, uh, excites me the most of uh, being part of Globin is that Globin has what they would call Globin X. And Globin X, they have developed various AIs that that has that can be applied uh, in in various areas of uh, of the company because I would think one of the obvious very obvious that as we just discussed in terms of benefits of AI is that we could use it to crunch large data sets find patterns but we also have to be very much aware here in terms of are we violating any kinds of intellectual properties what happens if these data this is a healthcare company again coming back to GE. Can we actually push this healthcare into the cloud? And who owns these data? Are they, are they being made available for competition, etc.? And that's something that has been addressed by uh, by Globindex is that you can have your own instance of your AI, meaning that that, that you own the the data, uh, you can control the data. So from a, a legal perspective, there is a, a lots of unknowns here. That that if you are using a chat GPT, that of course you as a as a marketer needs to be aware of. I think that that was a an interesting case with Samsung that they have been been, been leveraging ChatGPT and suddenly there was some proprietary data that, that was just publicly available. But GlobinX from Globin is sort of a, a, um, addressing that and, and has sort of developed AIs that, that uh, companies now can use in terms of its own instance. So so that's at least is a uh, you need to think about that as a as a marketeer and create a strategy around that. What data do you have where? And also, of course, in order to be compliant with uh, with uh, GDPR and other privacy acts that that, that is out there, as as the fines can be, of course, be uh, be be quite aggressive. The last bit is, is in terms of uh, image creation, etc. There is also a cases that is popping up here slowly. So, uh, I advise here is to at least to have a strategy around that and be very uh, conscious in in terms of which AI are we using for for for, for what, where is our data being kept. Um, so, uh, so, so you're not getting into any kind of uh, legal issues in in leveraging this new technology. Yeah, completely. Right now, there's been a, a very important conversation around which data these LLMs are being or, or generative AI are being fed on to create, right? To generate, there there are going to be at least in the United States, like big discussions about where did the information or the data came from. So that's something very important. And the development that you were mentioning, I think it's great because it it, it like suits some of the concerns of companies in terms of how can I 
use my own information without sharing it uh, in the wrong way and creating a, a closed ecosystem of how to analyze the data that I own, but also in, in internally how to manage, you know, like this uh, authentication that I need of uh, different areas or levels, just not to give access to everyone in the company around the sensitive data. So I think that this development is, is being very useful for our clients uh, to take use of AI with a proprietary, let's say, ecosystems that they can handle and that they can build upon. And that's crucial for, for companies to respect that privacy in, in data. But also we've seen other tactics in terms of how to reach that security in a large scale. For example, how to anonymize data, right? How to ingest data without or encrypting who is the person that is behind or, or, or linked to that data. So, so I think there are being different strategies to make sure that we are following certain uh, guides that will avoid people data to be around for, for everyone. And, and there's also a big trend uh, right now on how to identify AI generated content or specifically image, for example, or also text, different platforms are now identifying and showing the user which information is generated by AI. So that brings also some transparency in terms of where data is coming from and what you're seeing in return, just to be clear about that. So I think that there are right now like nine months uh, in, in in the year that it's being a, a crazy year in terms of AI, but there are being steps that have been taken just to be or, or, or live along AI in a more ethical and transparent way inside companies or in our day-to-day -day, day -day, like interaction or engagement with different platforms. So I think that's also very in something we're interested that that you know, it's not going to be solved. You know that security guidelines and privacy guidelines are going to take a while and will depend a lot on on every case. But but yeah, I, I do think that there are ways that feel glad that we as global and us are like putting something in the ecosystem for this. Oh, very much so. And so it yeah, again, let's just just hammer through that that this is not a matter of if, but how brands and companies should be using AI. And and again. It has to be, at least in my opinion, used in a way that benefiting both the uh, the brand but also the consumer. And if you do that, uh, it obviously would enable a much a much better relationship, a much closer, create loyalty, and uh, uh, lower the um, the uh, increased retention, uh, lower attrition, etc. But I would also say that that AI it it obviously is going to impact both directly in terms of how we work, but also in terms of indirectly with the sort of the, the search generated the experience is that the buyer's journey is probably undergoing the biggest changes since the introduction of, of Google, the search engine. So how we search, how we get information, how we engage uh, with information is right now significantly changing. And brands need to understand that. So that is obviously a divide consequence, consequent of AI that the way that I'm getting information now is not only by searching on, on Google, but also using ChatGPT in order to harvest information for me, structure it, and then let me search in that information in order to 
to make up my mind. Should I buy that car or as in B2B, should I uh, start working with that company? Yes or no. So, so there is a, um, some, some direct use cases and then there is some very indirect consequences in terms of digital strategy that, that needs to be adjusted in order to stay competitive. Yes, completely. I, I believe that this conversational aspect that, that leads to this shared decision-making with AI, like we've seen in, in our houses, people who have kids, you know, how, how they are speaking all the time with Alexa and Siri and, and whatever. Well, that, that is going to jump into another level where these conversational tools will be more prepared to talk about these topics, but it will also be hard to to separate what you know, or, or to understand, as you say, that bias and that influence that these conversations can have. In the end, this will all be happening through a human decision making in in most cases. So, but 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 that trend uh, on how audio and and conversational AI is going to get into every or most platforms that we have contact with and 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 how we feel that uh, support in topics that we are not experts in and 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 as you said it, it can be exactly like hey how which is the best car that I can get right now for these necessities that that is going to be a, a big push in the in the behavior that users and consumers have and it's crucial for brands to to take that in account just to to be there in the right moment for the right consumer the one that actually connects with those needs so i think that will also be something that that will be very very important in the next phase that that is happening also this year <laughs> about uh, is is being very fast but yeah connecting with what i said at, at the beginning it's going to be weird how we will be engaging with all these social media platforms that are just in 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 everyday in what we do Ultimately, I, I do believe that this is the tool that's going to enable some of the, the big promises that both we as a, as a company operating within technology and creativity, but also what brands have been promising at their, their customers for years in terms of personalization, in terms of creating more relevancy. AI is going to be the enabler. So, so again, coming back to this is not a matter of if, this is a matter of how it's being used. Setting the, uh, the, uh, the North Star, the, uh, the coordinates in terms of which direction do we want to go. And then, of course, making sure here that, that we are catering for the massive change in customer behavior that is happening right now, as this is obviously an opportunity for some brands, but it's also a threat to other brands that do not maybe quite understand or a little bit slower to adopt AI in creating that what we would call entangled relationship between the brand and its customers. So I'm extremely encouraged about what AI enables us to do. If we are using it right, as I said, then it's a huge opportunity for some brands. They are also going to be using this in the wrong way to intrude more, to manipulate more. I do believe that that the consumers obviously are, are going to ultimately make up their mind which brands do they want to share their life with. 
Uh, so uh, a wonderful, I think, uh, opportunity to make uh, life easier for uh, the customer in terms of being being a customer with, with brands and uh, making up their decision in terms of which product should they buy and which shouldn't they buy. So I, I'm quite optimistic about the future uh, in terms of how we can leverage AI. Yeah, right now in, in Global and Create, uh, you know that we are like a marketing division in Global and uh, we are able to oversee end-to-end strategies for clients. So we can guide also brands when they are designing a new product, designing a new brand, taking all this information in account, understanding how AI gets into their marketing process for for a better way and also considering particularities from companies that we have the privilege to work with. So uh, I do think that is also there's also another thing interesting to talk about that it's how this relationship with consumers and, and, and users runs in a long time. And let's say, how do we help our clients build programs that build long-lasting relationships based on the right reasons, you know, like giving great customer service, designing uh, future products that actually respond to what they need and that they avoid things like uh, planned, uh, I forgot the word, but you know, these products that just are designed to last a year and how they become more straightforward with their value proposition that brands have in the long run. And uh, let's say also, for example, loyalty programs that could tailor exactly what their users or their consumers need in, in their evolving relationships that they build with brands. I do think that that we as creative, ha- as Global Create, sorry, uh, are able to push this strategy, this business strategy, along with solid marketing strategy that can leverage this relationship in the right way, but also bringing to the table relevant technology and assessing the technology outside that can actually make this happen. So I do think that we have a team of professionals that are doing this already. I think that that is a big differential from Global and Create versus other Agency or agencies or specialty companies that we can integrate that into a same into one view and have that consistency throughout funnels and throughout a, a long time that we and the, this long partnership that we have with our clients. So I think that is also something very interesting to consider and how AI is going to help us to build these long-lasting relationships and bring value both sides for the brand, but obviously the most important one. And 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 that's what you've been saying, right? How that we can how brands will have a shorter way to to fulfill this promise about giving relevant personalized content and and being able to really center on on this consumer because now there is no excuse. There is all the data. You can gather it no matter which industry you are and you can use it in the right way, questioning the right motives and and the the final goal that you want to achieve. But right now it's easier than ever, let's say, and it will become easier uh, and with the right guidance. could be like the next big bet on on the digital transformation of companies that they they have to cross and they have to push and that we've been part of so many so far. The innovations AI brings to marketing are just showing up, but they are already mind-blowing. The chances to comprehend customer behavior are stronger now, and that enables marketers and brands to deliver personalized experiences that increase engagement. So if you aren't already using AI to reach your customers, the time to adopt it is now. 
This was Unscripted Tech, a Globant original podcast in collaboration with Posta. This podcast was produced by Guido Scolo, written by Roque Casiero, and edited by Nacho Ugarteche. Our executive producers are Luciano Banchero, Diego Del Agostino, and Juan Manuel Geraldez. Our content strategist is Georgina Portes, and I'm Rebecca Reed, marketing strategist at Globant. To learn more about how we seek reinvention, go to globant.com and follow our show on Spotify or wherever you get your podcasts. Until next time.